Hey, cool. And it's great to be here this evening with you, but I'm not going to be here for the whole evening because we have Philippa Dickin with us, who is going to be sharing the message with us this evening. And she is going to be talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And tonight we are on faithfulness. So I'm really, really looking forward to what Philippa has to say about faithfulness. Thank you for joining us live if you're watching live and if you're joining us um, watching the recorded version of this then thanks for joining us for that as well. We hope that it's going to be a great blessing to you. So we're just going to give people just a few minutes to join us before we launch into the message this evening and um, so I, I always like to just chat about how my week has been. Well obviously like you I heard Boris's uh, Prime Minister Boris's announcement last night uh, that there's going to be another lockdown from this Thursday. Thursday being my birthday, the 5th of November. Remember, remember, the 5th of November. And uh, so, you know, I'm just throwing it out there that it's uh, Pastor Stu's birthday on Thursday. And, um, and that's going to last until the 2nd of December. So four weeks of, of lockdown again. And uh, we want to be a church that is there for each other, well connected with one another. So let me just encourage you, take this opportunity to encourage you to be a church that is well connected. Make sure you're in your connect group. Make sure you're going to connect group. When I say going to, I mean tuning in online because that will be how it works, certainly for the next month. Um, make sure you are thinking about others in the church family who maybe isn't being contacted, who maybe needs just a, a, a phone call or a message or a word of encouragement or a card sent through the post. We can even do that during lockdown, I, I guess. So um, let, let's be people that really do look out for each other and maintain maintain the, the strength that we, we do have as a church family. It's really important, isn't it? So, um, and obviously those who are feeling isolated or lonely, um, also, just let someone know. If you're feeling that way, let someone know so that we can um, come around you and be there for you. So, um, we were going to be having a Sunday Night Local tonight in person at the Empower Centre as well as live online. But we decided to just go with live online tonight because, um, simply because of the fact that we felt it was respectful to if, if the government are, are bringing this um, four weeks of lockdown from Thursday. Well, actually, there's a reason for that, isn't there? It's to stop the spread of coronavirus, and we want to um, be supporting their efforts to do that. So uh, this week and for the next four weeks, we're uh, not going to be having our in-person in-person gatherings. We're going to be doing everything online again. Um, we're enjoying doing online stuff. We'd love to be together, uh, but we're enjoying doing the online stuff as, as well as the opportunities that we have had to be together. And again, we want to just encourage you to connect with whatever you can. So definitely connect with Sunday mornings. Don't forget we have our Zoom hangout on Sunday mornings. And we're going to give you more information about uh, something that we're going to be doing to, to make that more accessible to everyone from this coming Sunday. And um, don't forget that we have the connect groups, that we have Sunday night local every Sunday night. I mean, if you're watching this, you haven't forgotten, have you, about that. And then all the other stuff that's going on, just check out the website to find out what's happening or the Facebook page or whatever. Good. Um, so what else? I had a lovely chicken roast dinner. You know who you are if you cook that for me and Carla today. And Lola, we are very grateful for the chicken roast dinner that we had today. The um, It was just done perfectly, I have to say. The carrots, the broccoli, the Yorkshire puddings. Oh, they were good Yorkshire puddings. 
um, and I'm glad that the um, the gentleman that I was with um, is uh, currently on a diet so I got to have his Yorkshire puddings as well thank you very much good right so hopefully everyone has joined us now that's going to join us and I'm going to just um, pray and I'm going to hand over to Philippa who is in the waiting room out there and um, and then she's going to come in and share the word of God with you so uh, I just pray that it will be a great blessing to you as she shares this evening so Father thank you for your word thank you father that your word is the final authority and as we look into your word tonight lord you would speak truth into every heart and that you would direct us along your path i pray this in jesus name amen so let's welcome philippa as she comes to share the word of god hi everyone just getting myself settled uh, moving the chair and um, I was feeling quite good about today because um, I also cooked a very nice roast dinner, um, roast chicken dinner as well, for guests that we had. And um, I've just realised that I didn't do any Yorkshire puddings, so I apologise to my guests. This cheese dinner sounds much better than ours because there were Yorkshire puddings with it as well. But anyway, back to where we are. Um, I feel really privileged to have been asked to speak tonight and I'm just going to start off by reading that verse from Galatians that talks all about the fruit of the Spirit so that we're just following in sequence and we're going to the next fruit tonight which, which will be fruitfulness. Galatians 5 22-23 However the fruit the Spirit produces in you is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. There is no law against such things and um, I'm sure that like me you would love to be somebody who is full of the fruit of the spirit all of those things I just mentioned what amazing people we would be if we were full of those fruit all of the time um, when Stu asked me to speak about faithfulness it actually made me chuckle a bit and it reminded me that uh, many years ago in family church I was presented, I was honoured to be presented with a big trophy, an award, and on it, it said, for faithfulness to the house. And what a great way to be known, to be known to be somebody who is faithful. And, um, and so um, I wish that I could say that faithfulness could always be attributed to me, but it wouldn't be true. Am I faithful? No, not always. Um, but it is something that I aspire to be in every area of my life. I would like to be known as someone who is faithful. Uh, as a servant of God, I want to be faithful as a friend, as a parent, as an employee. In every area, I want to bear all the fruit of the Spirit, of course, but I would really like faithful to be known as my middle name. So I thought, where shall I start talking about faithfulness? Well, a good place to start usually is with the definition of what the word means. So I have looked it up and I'm just going to read out to you the definitions that I found online. So faithfulness means being true to one's word in your promises and your vows, steady in allegiance or affection, loyal, constant, faithful, a faithful friend, reliable, trusted or to be believed. Wow! But how can we get to that place and have those great attributes? Well, to my mind, the best place to start is with the author of faithfulness, and that is our God. 
It is his nature to be faithful. He is faithful in honouring his word and in keeping every promise he has given. And there's a really great place to start looking at God's faithfulness, and that is in Psalms. And the reason that I'm starting by looking at God's faithfulness is because we want to be reflections of God. So if we look at what God is like, then we can aspire to be like he is. So I'm just going to read some verses from the Psalms that just proclaim how faithful God is. And the first one is from Psalm 145, verse 13. And it says, the Lord is faithful in fulfilling his promises. Wow, that is amazing. Isn't that great? And we can hold on to that. Psalm 100, verse 5. For the Lord is good. His mercy is eternal and he shows his faithfulness to every successive generation. So his faithfulness isn't going to come to an end. It's going to continue on and on, generation to generation. Psalm 57, verse 3. He sends his love and faithfulness from heaven to save me from the reproaches of those who wish to harm me. God promises to be faithful in looking after his people and looking after us. And we can see God's faithfulness throughout the Bible, but so much so in how faithful he is to his people, his chosen people. He saved the people, the Israelites, from slavery and brought them to the promised land. He provided them with sustenance through the journey. He parted the Red Sea, giving gave them victory in their battles. And so many other times, too, we can see God's faithfulness. Um, with Daniel in the lion's den, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in the fiery furnace. And to David, who certainly didn't get everything right, yet God was faithful to him. And he is still faithful to his people, to us, to all believers today. In Lamentations 3.23, it declares, His mercies are new every morning. Your faithfulness is great. What a great thing it would be to wake up every morning and proclaim that. And remember that God is faithful. He is faithful to us every single day. He is merciful to us every single day. You might wonder how I know. How do I know that he is faithful? How can I even say that in these times which seem so dark? Because the reason I can say it is because I've seen it over and over and over again in my own life. He's always been there through the valleys. And when I couldn't see how I could carry on, he has carried me. He's given me strength and most of all hope. He has bestowed highly undeserved favour on me. He has placed me in a church which has become family. He has forgiven what might be unforgivable or seem unforgivable. He has provided for me abundantly in the most unexpected ways. I could actually write my own psalm declaring his faithfulness. I've seen it over and over. And I'm telling you that if you put your faith in him, he won't let you down. He will keep his promises. He is faithful. And even when you can't feel his presence, you can't hear his voice and you can only see darkness. He is there and he is listening. He's your constant in a forever changing world. He is the constant. He is unchanging. He is absolute faithfulness. I've been reading recently a devo devotional by Christine Kane, and a couple of weeks ago she wrote about when you are in a time where you can't really hear God. And the scripture she drew me to shouted to me of the faithfulness of our God, yours and mine. Psalm 139 verse 7 where it says, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? 
And when you think about it, when I think about it, there's nowhere. You can't get away from the omnipresent and faithful God. He won't let you down ever. You are his child always and he listens to you constantly. In Jeremiah 33, 3, it says, Call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. And I believe that's true. If you listen out for God's voice, he's there. He's speaking things to you. He's letting you know that you can be secure in him. He has got plans for you. He's got a great future ahead. Even in times of lockdown, even when you can feel a bit isolated, he's there and he has got plans for the future and he is going to give you hope. God is with us, listening to us, protecting us and guiding our paths. Though we are often unaware of him alongside us or choose not to hear his voice, he is faithful and ever-present hope in our time of need. So how can we hope to be faithful if this is what faithfulness looks like? Is it even possible for a human being to show even a glimmer of faithfulness like this? Okay, so we are not God but we do have his spirit, the Holy Spirit, dwelling inside us. And if we will allow him to grow us, we can begin to demonstrate faithfulness to him and to those we come across in our worlds. So, because it seems like God can be faithful, he is faithfulness. But can anybody actually achieve that? Can anybody be faithful like he is? I thought I would look at some people in the Bible. Not God, just ordinary people. And um, these people that I've chosen, I think, are examples of faithfulness in action. Who, in human form, somebody we could aspire to be like. So two characters from the Bible jumped out at me as great examples of faithful people. Faithful not only to God, but to others as well. Firstly, Ruth. She wasn't prepared to leave her mother-in-law, Naomi, after Naomi had lost her husband, Limelech. And, um, and Ruth's own husband, her son, her son's Marlon and Chilean had died. <clears throat> if Naomi was to leave the land, Moab, where she'd been living to return to Bethlehem, Judah, her hometown, then Ruth had no obligation to go with her. And in fact, Naomi even tried to persuade her to stay behind, but Ruth was faithful. She was a faithful daughter-in-law and refused to leave Naomi to face the journey and days ahead on her own. You've probably heard these favourite verses from Ruth, Ruth 1.16. But Ruth said, Do not ask me to leave you, or refrain from following you. For wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people shall be my people, and your God will be my God. You couldn't ask for greater faithfulness than that. And the story does have a great ending, where Ruth meets a godly, kind-hearted and generous man, a member of Naomi's own family named Boaz, who falls in love with her and takes her to be his wife. Through her own faithfulness, God moves and is faithful to Ruth. As she demonstrates the ultimate faithfulness in leaving her own country to serve Naomi, God ensures that she is provided for and blessed abundantly. This, I believe, is still true for us today. As we are faithful to others and in service to him in the church and in our community, he will be faithful to us. As we sow, so we will reap. 
not just in faithfulness either, but in all the fruits of the Spirit. Sow kindness, reap kindness. Sow patience, reap patience. Sow love, reap love. Just want to grab a drink because my throat is tickling. So, Pastor Stu did make me a nice cup of tea. Okay, another truly faithful Bible hero for me is Hosea, or Hosea. He remained faithful despite his wife being repeatedly unfaithful to him. Hosea married a woman whom God had instructed him to, named Gomer, and his home life turned out to be just a tragic reflection of the moral corruption and spiritual adultery of the people he ministered to in the northern kingdom of Israel, which is also known as Ephraim. Outwardly, the nation was enjoying a time of prosperity and growth, but inwardly, this moral corruption and spiritual adultery permeated the people. The people were unfaithful to God, just as Gomer was unfaithful to Hosea. And yet, Hosea remained steadfast, speaking and demonstrating the message that God hates the sins of his people. Judgment is certain, but God's loyal love stands firm. He is faithful. God's declaration of faithfulness for his people echoes the promise of Hosea's heart to win his wife back. Hosea 2.20 says, I will betroth you to me in faithfulness and you shall know the Lord. Faithfulness, despite hurt, despite adultery, despite de betrayal. This is the faithfulness of God towards us and the faithfulness he would love to see us demonstrate. So my thoughts take me to what faithfulness might and should look like in my own life and in your lives. The word faithful itself, looked at simplistically, is a good place to start. Faithful. Let's split it into its two parts. Faith and full. Faithfulness towards God, the church and other people begins right here by us being full of faith. That is what my hope is, to always be full of faith for every situation, for every person that I meet, for everything that comes my way. Firstly, we need to be full of faith in Jesus as the only way to the Father and acknowledging that we are all, all we are and all we need can only be found in the faithfulness of God towards us. Without truly finding security and our needs met by our God, we can never be secure enough ourselves to be truly faithful to others. It's that hope that we have for the future and that stability, that having the spirit living in us, which enables us to stay faithful on our journey to grow more and more Christ-like. Hebrews 10 verse 23 says, So let us not allow anything to distract us from the hope of what lies ahead of us in fulfilment of all he has promised us. For he is faithful in keeping his word. Let's not get distracted by anything and keep remembering and relying on the faithfulness of God. And as we stay full of faith and consistent in what we believe, becoming ever less doubting and full of hope to see God's promises come to pass in our futures, this is not something we should be sitting at home wallowing in comfortably. As God is faithful to us, he calls us to be faithful to the church and all he has called us into. This faithfulness can be costly. 
It can mean getting up early on a Sunday morning to help set up his house. Looking for those in Jarvalicious who are alone, rather than chatting comfortably with our group of friends. Standing out in the car park in the rain in order to welcome others and hold a brolly over their heads as they make their way into the building. Well, you might be thinking, we can't do any of those things right now. Why are you talking about that? True. But are you being faithful in reaching out to those in need in the community around you? Those who are lonely? Are you being faithful in your giving? Faithful to your connect group? In offering any time you have to help with the food bank or the ever-busy Baby Basics team? Being faithful to God's house is inherently inconvenient. But God never told us that following Jesus would be an easy ride. And Jesus certainly didn't walk an easy road himself. As we read in Luke 9 verse 23, Jesus said to his disciples and is saying the same to us today. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Faithfulness is not something that blows hot and cold. This fruit is all about the long haul. It doesn't speak of serving when we feel like it, being a friend when it suits us, giving up on our marriage without trying to keep those vows we made. It's the opposite. Jesus told parables about being faithful. Matthew 24 verses 45 to 47 speaks about being a faithful servant. Who then will be considered to be a faithful and wise servant whom the master can trust to be in charge of the other servants in his household to ensure they are provided for in the right way and are ready? That servant will be well rewarded if his master finds him fulfilling his duties responsibly, diligently, when he returns. I tell you most emphatically, his master will put him in charge of all he possesses. We have to demonstrate faithfulness in order for people to trust us with important things. We have to be faithful. And again, in Matthew 25, in the parable of the talents, Verse 21, his master replied, you have done well. You are a good and faithful servant. You have proved your faithfulness in a small way. Now I will give you much more responsibility. Come and share in your master's joy. And in Luke 16, the parable of the unjust steward, Jesus says, for the one who proves faithful in small things will also prove faithful when given greater responsibilities. And whoever proves he cannot be trusted in small ways will not be trusted in more important matters. So be faithful in your service to God and to the church you have planted yourself in. Give your time and energy consistently. This is faithfulness. Honour your pastor consistently. This is faithfulness. Love your brothers and sisters in Christ steadfastly. This is faithfulness. Faithfulness will shine from your light, from your light, from your life and your light. <coughs> when you show loyalty, you don't give up on people after a difference of opinion, a falling out or being let down. Faithfulness involves forgiveness. 
Choosing to love even when it hurts. Not gossiping unkindly behind people's backs. Being there through the good times and the tough seasons. This is what God does for us and we should be becoming more and more like him. He will always be faithful to us and will enable us to, be, to bear, become more fruitful in this area. Are you that friend who doesn't give up on somebody, who sticks with them, even when it, it seems like they're going the wrong way, not giving up, that is faithfulness. In 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 3, Paul says, The Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and keep you from evil. And in 2 Timothy 2 verse 13, if we are without faith, he will still remain faithful, for he cannot deny himself. He is faithfulness itself. And I think this time of social distancing and restrictions may have made us lazy in this area. We can watch church from the living room in our PJs. We have had more time with the family. But let's not let the pandemic take us off our course of faithfulness. As Pastor Andy has said and continues to say, don't lose your serve. Keep serving. Those around you, your pastors, in the teams, in your connect group. Let Family Church be seen to be a church of faithful people who can be relied on as friends and as bringers of support, peace and comfort. Faithful prayer warriors and faithful to the word of God. Just going to finish up by reading the scripture. Hebrews 10 verse 23. So let us not allow anything to distract us from the hope of what lies ahead of us in fulfilment of all he has promised us, for he is faithful in keeping his word. So as God is faithful, let us be faithful. Let faithful be our middle name. It's been lovely having a chance to share with you tonight and um, I hope with me that you will just try more and more, strive to be faithful. And um, I hope you have a lovely rest of the evening. Good night.